This is Blue Collar Culture, where you don't need ping pong tables, a cereal bar, or nap pots to attract and retain real A players. Join us where we speak with down-to-earth leaders that understand what it takes to win with a blue collar culture. Now here are your hosts, Jeremy McLiver and Ryan England. When it comes to your marketing, it's super easy to get focused on just one direction with your marketing and forget that it has impacts everywhere else. I'm your host, Ryan England, and today's guest is an owner of a marketing agency that actually believes that employer branding and putting your marketing efforts towards what potential job seekers or potential employees learn about your company, what they see about your company's brand is equally, if not more important than being able to market for customers. In fact, he tells me that he talks to employers all the time that say, I can't take on one more ounce of business unless I can find more people. As an owner of a marketing company and a partner with WorkWave, Philip St. Jack's is out there helping brands from small all the way to enterprise solve their recruiting problems. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Well, Philip, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. I'm excited for our conversation today. So tell me, let's just jump right in. What's the biggest myth of your industry? There's no denying that the past two years have been really challenging for a lot of people. Like we had to kind of deal as people in, in field service had to deal with a lot of different challenges that we never never saw before. But I think one of the biggest myths is that the marketing for existing customers, for new customers, and for technicians to kind of help grow the business are all or are all separate. And they're really not. It's really kind of one ecosystem. And I kind of mentioned this already, but you know, we've got clients to tell us I cannot take on one more piece of business if I don't get any more technicians. And that's just, it seems to be a pervasive problem that's kind of like a, a newish problem. Like we've, we've heard that before and it's always been a challenge in the industry, especially what, you know, as you get more specialized verticals, but never consistently across every business owner that we typically speak to, are they having trouble with either recruitment or retention? Yeah. So you say that they're not separate. Unpack that for me a little bit. Like, how are they all connected in your world? Well, at the end of the day, it's really about that brand story, right? It's really about the story of the cultural fit, the fit for the customer. It's like, how is this all put, put together? And I think that's really where it all becomes connected because the technician, the employee culture, and the culture around the customer experience are not dissimilar. They're all kind of relating to the same thing. There's a service that needs a, I've got a problem that needs a solution. Technicians need a new career path. And very often, you know, it's funny, we were just talking to somebody in the HVAC space last week, where he said, like, hiring bonuses, just don't do it anymore. Like, everyone's offering a hiring bonus. He goes, so what's the differentiator? And we just found that it's most of the time, it's a cultural fit. I didn't get along with this. They don't care about my future. They don't value what I do. Someone else, you know, is getting more than me. It's the more the cultural fit that is what people are looking for because the money's there. Like these skilled technicians, they can get money every, everywhere. And if it's a matter of a dollar to an hour, like that's not really meaningful money. So it's really about that cultural fit. Does this place feel like home to me? And it's great that you talk about it from the employee's side, their perspective. I find that when I meet with employers, and they tell me, I can't find any good people. You've probably heard that one, right? I just can't find any good ones. And I'm like, define good for me. And they'll tell me, well, they need to show up on time. 
They need to be able to talk to the customer. They need to keep their tools in good shape and their trucks stocked and, and clean. And they need to clean up the job site. And I'm like, none of that has to do with being a technician. All of that has to do with their value system and whether or not they're a cultural fit for you. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. I can't find good people. Well, good is a, that's a subjective term at any level. Like maybe you're just not a good, maybe you're just not a like good employer. And I'm not saying that they're not good employers, but it's not a one-way street. That's what it is. It's not, I have a job, you must come to this job. It's more of like, hey, here's what values that we bring as a company to you as a professional. That's kind of the, the conversation that needs to be had. Good is just a subjective term and cleaning trucks is absolutely right. It has nothing to do with satisfying customers. I mean, it does at a very, you know, at, at a minor point, but if that's the, you're starting the conversation, I think you're, uh, you're looking at the wrong thing. So you make it sound really simple. Like you just have this brand story, right? Like you wave a magic wand, you have this brand story and everything works. And I don't think it's that simple. And the reason I don't think it's that simple is because I know a lot of people that don't do it. So why do you think, what do you think is holding people back from putting together this brand story and actually being able to bring the synergies across these disciplines together? You know, a lot of time, it's just the mindset of like a lot of the companies that we work with kind of started off small. They grew up big, but they still have that small company mentality. And marketing and branding, is it, it costs something. It's an investment. It's an investment in, in the company. And a lot of times people aren't just used to the dollars it takes to actually get that done. But the way we work is, you know, we're bringing a team, but you couldn't assemble yourself. We're bringing them to you. And it's almost like a timeshare of this team, like brand strategy and digital folks and web folks and content people and SEO and SEM. And we're bringing this all to bear onto your business at a fraction of what it would take to actually have you, you know, build a team yourself. So they first got to get their mind right around this and say, yeah, I need the brand story. But then I like what you said too. Maybe you didn't quite say it, but you implied it. Bring in outside experts to do this for you because I tell people all the time, it's really hard to read the label of the jar you're inside of. And when they're that close to it, it's really hard to do it on their own. And so I think that goes on top of what you were saying is, is bring in the experts to help you with this brand story. So let's talk about this. So they get this brand story together. What's this do for them? Like, how does this help them? It kind of helps to focus a little bit more on what they do best. And it helps kind of project the culture out into the marketplace, not only for new customers and existing customers, but also for these technicians that are like, wow, I remember those guys. I remember that team. They're doing something. Let me take a look because it, they're doing something meaningful. And I'd imagine just like a lot of the interests we work in, everybody knows each other. All the companies know each other. All the technicians know each other. Like these are kind of small, I mean, like the HVAC industry, large industry. But if you kind of look at it from a regional level, Everybody 100% knows everybody and knows what they're doing. You start to make changes and you start to focus on the things that are more external, like the brand building and that culture, people will take notice. I think that's a big part of, it doesn't have to be perfect, but not doing anything isn't going to change your outcome. If right, Does that make sure. sense? Yeah. So I, I have a line that I tell people, if you're not attracting good people, it might just be because you're not attractive to good people. And it's exactly everything you're talking about. It's being really clear on your brand story and having good marketing and understanding what's working for you and what's not and working with experts that this is all they do. I mean, a lot of the people that we work with, they either grew up in the trades, they bought in and they know nothing about the trades. 
And both of them are equally suited to not be able to perform in certain areas of the business. They're either too close to it or they're too disconnected from it. And so bringing those outside experts to be able to help, I think is a cool idea, especially when you've got a one-stop shop like WorkWave. Definitely is because we really cut to the heart of the matter. I know we were talking about franchise development earlier. Coming in the door, we know what the problems is with franchisors just looking for new franchisees to open up new locations. We almost prescribe it coming in the door. Here, this is what the the challenges are. We just know where to look. It's kind of like I use this. First of all, I love that line that you said. I'm going to use. I'm going to use that. But it's kind of like, you know, going to get your car fixed. Like I can certainly pop the hood. I can certainly watch a YouTube video. I can certainly turn a wrench, I think. But I have absolutely no desire to figure out how to fix my car, right? I want to bring it somewhere, pop the hood. People know exactly where to look. I got a tool, tells me exactly what's wrong. I'm going to fix it. I'll pay for that. 100% pay for that. And I think that marketing is, is really the same way. When we're talking about recruitment or we're talking about marketing for new customers, if you trust the person that's telling you and they know you trust that they know where to look and to tell you and, and to diagnose what's wrong, that's worth its weight in gold. We're working with a janitorial supply company down in the Maryland area. Great guy, great company. They were all in on this CRM platform, this content publishing platform. It's like a household name. Everybody knows it. And the, the CEO was like, I was all in on this platform. I was taking the classes. I'm watching the videos. I'm diving in, I'm going for my certification. And then I stopped and I said, I don't want to know any of this. Like, I'd rather bring somebody in that knows this. Like, why am I learning? It's that type of thing. Either you're going to invest and you're going to lean in and you're going to learn everything there is to know, or you're going to trust somebody that and bring somebody in that can actually help you. Yeah. Especially when it's not something like recruiting is something that does have a direct impact on the financial health of your business. You know, you already said it, like I can't take on another customer because until I get more people, but that's not what your business is about. Your business isn't, unless you're a staffing agency, you don't need to be super expert at being able to recruit people. You do need to be really good at retaining them, but you don't have to worry about the recruiting. Let the experts handle it. I totally agree. So I heard you say a lot about the tech stuff, and I know WorkWave, we could go in a hundred different directions on the, the ways WorkWave can support people. But I really want to focus on what are some things that you've seen work when it comes to recruiting techs? Like, what's a, a good tip that you could share with our listeners if they want to recruit techs more effectively? I'm not young anymore, right? But I do know that mobile first is something that they respond to, right? So I'm imagining a lot of the technicians that are coming either coming out of the trade schools or, or kind of, you know, in their kind of growing into, into their careers, they're mobile first, right? So if they're, if your website and your communications aren't, and even your social profiles aren't thinking in terms of mobile first, even your applications, like being able to apply for a job while you're sitting sitting in your truck between jobs and someone's scrolling through, be able to apply for a job using your thumb, right? That's kind of, I think, what people are looking for, just making it a lot easier. So if you're thinking that somebody's going to mail in a resume, or, right, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right, right? Laughing, I laugh but... because we just ran across this a couple of weeks ago with somebody. I'm like, what? Fax machine? What is this? <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and this is, I mean, it might seem obvious to some people, but if you, this is the, the way you've always done it, this is what you know. But just being able to kind of click a resume, you know, click a button to, to apply for a job, autofill the, the information, shoot it off somewhere. Like that's, it's just simplicity and just like mobile first technology is just how we do things 
Yeah, no, there's a statistic out there. More than 90% of job seekers start and end their job seeking journey online. Like, period. That's online. You know, whether they're doing it on someone else's dime because they're on the company computer or they're doing it when they're hanging out with their kids and surfing on their phone, it's all online now. Absolutely. It's all online and it's it's coming at you in, in all, all different ways. I love LinkedIn. I can't log in. You can't scroll for 30 seconds without seeing somebody like looking for a job or posting a job, a job opening. So it's just being kind of being where the people are looking, right? Being where your audience is looking. It seems simple, but you know, a lot of people you know just haven't caught up. Well, and I, I would even say take it one step further because your audience is on Indeed, but so is every single one of your competitors and non-competitors. So where else is your audience that is not buried with your competition and getting really clear on that? And I imagine that's the kind of stuff that you can do over there at Workwave. Yeah. Yeah. And again, a lot of times people will reach out when Indeed's not working, ZipRecruiter's not working, like the tried and true things that they've always relied upon just stop working. And then you're kind of like, all right, now where do I go? So now I've got to, I've got to compete even harder on the platforms that I'm used to. But then it's still not working. And that's when you kind of have to kind of take a step back and say, how am I showing up as a consumer brand? How am I showing up as an employer brand? Right. And I think those things are really important. No, I I absolutely agree. I remember it wasn't that long ago, probably like two or three years ago, where everybody's like, Craigslist just isn't working for me anymore. (laughs) And now we almost never talk about Craigslist anymore. Now it's Indeed and ZipRecruiter aren't working for me anymore. So there's always going to be a platform that's going to just get saturated and you're going to have to be ready to move. And unless your business is 100% recruiting, like that's what you focus your effort on, it's best to work with people that get it. I tell people a lot of times as the owner, as the person that is fully responsible for operations, you should spend about 30% of your time on recruiting, which is weird because they're like, I have HR people that do that. I'm like, but you have HR people that have a hundred other things to do besides figure out why Indeed isn't working today. Absolutely. And that tips more to the marketing side of things as opposed to the recruiting side of things. I think HR is really good when you've got somebody kind of close and in the door, right? That's when HR is really, really good. Everything up until that person kind of making contact with the HR department is all the marketing side of things. Like, how are you kind of getting people to the door? Once they're through the door, they kind of go into a, you know, they go into a different process. So once you've got this story and you've got some stuff, what are some things that you've seen be very effective from things like, you know, you had mentioned being mobile first, but are there social media platforms that do really well? Or is there a certain type of maybe video content or written content or, or memes? Like, what are some things that you've seen that have been really good at helping attract good people? Yeah, you know, what's, it's great is a lot of times it's thinking and showing up where people aren't expecting it, right? So like you said, Indeed, everyone's on Indeed and it's just over, it's oversaturated. There's, I'm sure you've heard of this platform called Nextdoor, which and actually the CEO was just on Shark Tank a couple of weeks ago, which was fascinating. Took them 10 years to actually get get enough neighborhoods together to actually turn it into, into something. Nextdoor is great though, because it's so local. It's really local. It's really just like neighborhood to neighborhood. So you can, and there's people, obviously there's people on there. There's an audience on there, but you're not competing with people you know, 20, 30 miles away. You're really just like zoned in on your neighborhoods. And then you could expand that search out for a couple of miles around your neighborhoods. We found that to be really efficient and really effective because you can just 
really just micro target, you know, as many neighborhoods as you want, but it really just becomes really efficient to target. That's awesome. Yeah. So the takeaway for me is there are platforms, think outside the box with the platforms that you already know and you use. I don't use Nextdoor, but my wife does. And I know a lot about Nextdoor. I would have never thought about that. I think it's really great that you have that as a something that's worked. It's worked. And it's, it's like, hey, you know, but it starts with, let's give this a try. Like they're not, it's not like we're one of many. We're like one of one. If we're talking about recruiting and we're talking about recruiting technicians, we're one of one on that platform. So it really, it kind of gives us, it puts us at the front of the line. Let's put it that, we'll put it that way. I mean, marketing 101 is you got to stand out. You got to be different. Like that's the whole point of marketing is to differentiate yourself a little bit. And if you're the only one there, you're different and you don't have to do anything different. Just be in a different place and you can get great results from it. Or be somewhere where the message isn't so isn't so diluted, right? And so that's the other thing too. It, this goes back to probably maybe five, six years ago when if you were the first ones using Google ads, you just had free reign, right? You were running ads, paying a dollar a click and making money. And then all of a sudden, everybody got real smart at it. And the cost is like that dollar a click is now 10, 20, sometimes $30 just to get somebody over to your website. And then people are like, well, Google ads doesn't work anymore. I'm like, well, no, it still works. It's just that everybody's it's like a, just really competitive now. Everybody's kind of, everyone's kind of doing it. There's a lot of money kind of flowing through there. So it's really just kind of being really efficient and looking in those areas, again, getting the brand story together, but kind of put, looking for those other areas where no one else is looking. Mm. Yeah, no, it's really good. got me thinking. Oh, I mean, we could probably talk for a long time on some of this stuff, but it got me thinking. So. Google got more expensive, which means you have to get more efficient. You have to get more effective in order for your cost per new customer to be the same, right? And I see that a lot of times, well, it used to work. And so they kind of, a lot of employers, they'll stick with what worked last year or even before the pandemic. They're like, well, it worked before. Why isn't it working now? And when it comes to recruiting, like the pandemic has just shifted the way people think about work. And if you haven't shifted, then you're already behind the times. But when you're helping these guys recruit techs, what have you found to be a really good way to make that transition from marketing to, okay, now it's time to interview the guy or it's time to hire the guy. Is there a process or tools that you recommend with your clients to say, here's how you can really make that be an effective transition? Yeah, that's great. And it's a great question, Ryan. We're about getting people to the door, right? And we'll kind of assess that quality. I think you said you've got a model or you've got a platform to actually help on the interview side and once somebody's through the, through the door. So it's not something that's not our area of expertise. Oh, We're no just worries. About- I just thought I'd ask because you see a lot of it. Have you seen it? I mean, one thing I can say is treat it like a customer lead. Treat it like a customer lead. I ask people all the time, I'm like, how long when a customer lead comes in, would you let it sit? And they're like, five minutes. So why is it that you let an applicant sit for seven days? Absolutely right. That is a great point because at the end of the day, both equal revenue to the company, right? So the technician has to service the job to turn that into revenue. And a new customer is is the one that has a problem that needs solved that turns into revenue, right? So if we're looking at it from a, like both avenues are revenue producing, how long are you going to delay that revenue by not jumping on this? So that's a great point. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So Tell me just a little quick, give me the quick little spiel on WorkWave and how you can help work with our listeners. And then talk to me about your free giveaway that you have. Sounds great. I'm going to start with the, the, the free marketing assessment first. I'll start with that first because that's the easy part. And so we're happy to just, you know, to anybody listening in your audience, 
happy to just do an analysis of your recruitment marketing, your uh, even if they're if, uh, franchise lead generation marketing, even your new business marketing. Just take a look at it and just give you our two cents. As a guy that can, again, that mechanic and they can pop the hood and, and hear the noise and understand what's needed and kind of be able to diagnose it, that, that's what we can do. We'll do a free analysis. Happy to do that for, you, for your listeners. But WorkWave is a, is a large operational software company. They're in, in several large verticals, pest control, lawn care, residential and commercial cleaning, HVAC, plumbing, the fire safety. Like they're in a lot of really big verticals. So at the end of the day, WorkWave is an operational software company for field service businesses in just about any industry, any industry, all the way from routing to billing to the operational software, all of that stuff. The marketing services side is all about that new customer, new technician, that acquisition strategy to help you to actually help you grow. Awesome. So it really is one-stop shop. So you could start grow with you and then get into other areas as needed, like you're there to support them in a lot of different areas. In a lot of different areas. You know, we've got programs for new businesses. I'm brand new business. Where do I do? We have a product called Instant Website Builder. If you're in a field service vertical and you don't have a website and you've got 10 minutes and you don't even know how to code, you can have a website in 10 minutes because we've already written it for the industry. All you have to do is kind of put your address in, put in your contact information, maybe upload your logo, but we built it to make it real easy. I just need something online. I don't want to figure it out. I don't have enough money to hire a web guy, right? So we kind of built these for $79 a month. You can have this website that you can just turn right on all the way up through just bespoke marketing services that are like, hey, I've got 80 franchisees in the market and they all need more leads. How do we put this program together to satisfy all of them? So when you're offering a free digital marketing audit, like it's legit, like you guys know what you're doing because you work with small companies all the way up to enterprise level. So being able to take advantage of that free audit, I think even if you're working with an agency right now, I would imagine and don't really want to change. There are so many other ways that they could work with you and get some extra value from you guys. Absolutely. You know, we work with companies all the time that have just outgrown their current agency. And that's perfectly fine. Like we've been in that boat and we actually just signed out a client last week that was, they just said, hey, we just hit the limits of what they're able to do. And and we need something, just a different thinking and a better strategy. And so, yes, very small, very large, everything in the middle. Awesome. Well, hey. Philip, I really enjoyed our conversation today. And I will make sure that we have a URL to your website in the show notes so they can take advantage of that free audit. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed the conversation today. And I love hearing from other marketing experts who are like, yes, recruiting is a marketing activity. You need to think about it like marketing. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate it. The Blue Collar Culture Podcast is sponsored by bluecollarculture.com. We help entrepreneurs create a healthy culture and build a self-managing business. To learn more, go to bluecollarculture.com.